Hello. <laughs> oh my god, this guy. I have to do it again. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Please continue. Welcome to the recap. Yeah, don't fuck this up like you fucked up the outro. Okay, you just want to <laughs> come at me all day fucking long. This huh? is part of our our charm. I you know, that. we fight like give brothers. Me kiss. Give me a kiss. Mwah. Um, this is a good episode. I think yeah. I learned a fucking yeah, I think shit ton. He also developed a small crush, I think, too. Just a little bit, <laughs> just a tiny, tiny little bit. Guys, it was it was cute seeing him like get kind of flustered and ask him questions that made no sense because he was in this weird crush zone. Who are you talking about? Why don't you introduce him first? Oh yeah, we had the one, the only Marcus Sidhu. He, the owner operator of N One Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I wanted him on because he's been in the industry for ten plus years and. Uh, he has his own podcast and he talks everything fitness and I, at my advanced age, need to understand how this shit all works because mm-hmm. I clearly do not. He cleared some myths about munchies and yeah. smoking weed. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about hormone imbalance and how that helps you in your fitness journey. Yeah, and how important sleep is. Yeah. yeah. I never knew that, like, when you wake up, you can do certain things that really affect your sleep. It seemed almost like yeah. a reverse, but it was interesting for sure. Um, and of course, we had to talk about the new Vax card <laughs> coming into play. But it was a super informative episode, and I hope you all like it. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the the voice of the of Nolan's new love interest. Oh God! <laughs> Enjoy, guys. Bye. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hello Goodbye. Through an unmarked door and down a hidden stairwell lies a drinking den. This underground basement bar features seasonal cocktails, snacks from Dankmart, VIP table service, and DJs for late-night entertainment. The artful design of Hello Goodbye creates a comfortable and intimate escape from the ordinary. HG is located at 1120 Hamilton and open Thursday through Saturday, 10 p.m. till late. For more information and booking tables, please email hello at hellogoodbyebar.com or at hellogoodbyebar on Instagram. All right, all right, all right, all right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of PNC Akio. We are that post not clarity, baby. Post not clarity, motherfucker. Yeah, you scared our guests. You were so like I yeah, saw you were so loud. Sorry, it was nice and quiet. Did you get startled? No, no, it's all right. It's Ooh, all right. I think this is a good opportunity to introduce I mean, our yeah, guest. Do you even know his name? Marcus. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Marcus rolls right off my tongue, baby. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marcus is a fitness. Uh, I'm gonna say guru. Oh, maybe wow, maybe okay. even a legend. Take off your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a, your business is N One Fitness, correct? N One Fitness. Yeah. yeah. And how long have you been in the fitness space? Man, close to a decade now. Wow. So you so have you to take off your shirt now. Can you stop <laughs> making our sorry, guests feel uncomfortable? Sorry, 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 sorry. We're, we're only a minute audio. in. This is audio. Yeah, so. we're in a minute in only. Um, yeah. We can make this fucking visual if you want. Stop. Oh, okay, stop. okay, okay, okay. I'll pause, I'll pause, I'll pause, I'll pause. Yeah, man. So I started uh, almost a decade ago in the fitness business. I started my business then, went to school, did the human kinetics thing at mm-hmm. university, Found out that I really dig the nutrition piece the most, the nutrition yeah. and lifestyle stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got into it, loved it, passionate about it. Do you find that the nutrition part of it is kind of the bit that's almost overlooked more so than the actual like lifting weights, running a lot and doing all that kind of thing? Or do you think more people are now realizing how important that fitness component is? I think it's both. I think that more people are realizing you know, the value of nutrition, but I also think that it's overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that 
Yeah, man, nutrition just gives you so much bang for your buck. I agree. For sure. I feel like growing up, everyone used to stress, like, you need to run, do cardio, and, like, pick up weights, but nobody really talked about what you ate, and I feel like as I shifted into my fitness journey now, people are like, fuck the gym, like, just make sure you eat properly, and that's what can help you, like, lose weight. That's yeah, my struggle, you know? <laughs> when it comes to fat loss, nutrition is the, the shit. Yeah, yeah. It's the shit, yeah. All, and I'll be all. So when you, so you got out, when did you, where did you go to school? Capilano University. For, uh, can you Human, yeah, human yeah. kinetics. Yeah, and yeah, then you exactly. ran right into your own business. You didn't even like you like straight to fucking get it done. Straight to it, man. I I started my business a week after I graduated. So wow. I started, started a website while I was going to school because I knew what I wanted to do. Sure. And then I a week later I was like, I'm doing it. Let's yeah. fucking go for it. Yeah. yeah. I the was hardest a little part older, is just but starting. Sorry. The hardest part is just starting. It is. Yeah. yeah, and just like where to start, how to start, mm -hmm. the, the imposter syndrome, you know, yeah. feeling like, oh, am I good enough at this? Yeah. Like, oh, do I have anything to say of value? Stuff like that. Especially yeah. like starting out with your own business, because I kind of did the same route, but I started working as a trainer for another company, you know what I mean? Which is obviously a lot less um, commitment, I guess, a lot less, you not know, less pressure, you, a lot less pressure, because you're not like, my name's it's not, not your attached state. to anything. It's not, it's like, just, yeah, you're back, you're back to name, but it's yeah, exactly. Business, right? so. But you've been in it for 10 years now, so obviously whatever you did from day one has worked out for the last decade. Fortunately. Yeah. yeah fortunate. So far, so good. Yeah. Where were you training? Where did you start? Well, I got, I was in you at UVic and me and a teammate just did our BCAA. Is that, no, mm -hmm. wait, is that it? Is that a BCRPA? That, yeah, that one. BCRPA. Yeah. Isn't BCAA like, yeah, who you're right. Helps you I helped a friend of mine flat tire like, <laughs> jump her car this weekend. So that's why it's top of mind. <laughs> but yeah, BCRPA. And I literally went to the course and me and my buddy were like, this is jokes. Cause the person asked a question as if like they had never been inside a gym or lifted a weight in their life. And this person was going to get their accreditation in two days or whatever. So whatever. So we did it. And it was kind of like, we felt like it was a cash grab because it, these, some of these people were definitely underqualified to be tra training people and doing, changing anyone's lives, let right. alone their own. Um, and then I finished out my, um, my work, or sorry, my schooling out there. And then I came back home to North Van or Vancouver um, I was still playing rugby at the time, so I was traveling quite a bit. So being a trainer was really a pretty good job because I can, you know, train my clients when I was in town. And then when I went away, I can leave them with a two, three week program to kind of do on their own and then come back and, and do like that. And then I worked um, at a couple different gyms and I was the head trainer at Hollyburn Country Club for about five, six years. I'm learning so much about you right now. Yeah, right. I don't tell wow. you everything, bro. And then um, and you would think you would. Yeah. And then I was kind of doing hospitality at the same time. But that was kind of a struggle because I'd have, you know, 6, 7 a.m. clients, but then I'd be at the bar until like 2 or 3 a.m. It's like the opposite. Yeah, right. And when you're 20, you can kind of do it. But even for me, I was like still wasn't a good hungover person. So I was like, I have to make a choice at one point or another. And the hospitality thing, I actually, um, I was an owner. So I kind of went that direction versus working for someone else. Um, but I'm still super heavily involved in fitness on my own level. And a lot of my friends like our fitness directors over at like, um, North Shore winter club. One of my good friends is that guy. Um, and a couple, one of my other friends is a CrossFit lions, um, in North van, Chris Harrison. So I have a lot of connections still in that space. Um, but not, you know, I still have like so many questions. That's why I was so pumped that you're coming on. Cause I don't know anything about like, um, Things like, you know, binge eating, like water. Like, I'm just going to ask you some questions and we'll go from there. Yeah, that okay. sounds great, man. <laughs> if you're okay with that. 100%. Okay, so I smoke a lot of weed. 
I'm not sure if you know that. Or, you know, he's stoned up like, all the time <laughs> yeah. of the day. I'll Holy call, shit. I'll text Nolan. He'll know I'm stoned because I'm literally it's past six o'clock. So I think on one of your, you had an episode about weed and food, right? Um, I just kind of wanted to maybe elaborate on it for my own selfish reasons. Because when I get stoned, I usually, I don't, I really don't eat that much during the day. Um, I'll have like a bulletproof coffee, which kind of curbs my appetite. Then I'll work fast, work out fasted, blah, 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 blah. But then I eat like 90% of my calories or whatever between like 7 p.m. and like 1 a.m. And I find and that he when I eat yeah, a like lot. two dinner type of thing. Well, you're a big guy too. So yeah, yeah. I think I need the calories to then burn them For off sure, or energy or whatever. But you would think that like you could eat that during the day, you know? I probably could, but I'm not really hungry right now. Uh, okay. But when I smoke weed, like obviously the munchies. Let's, so let me start with this question. The munchies, are they, is that fact or fiction? That's a thing, man, for sure. Yeah. Like some people find that they smoke weed and it's just give me more. There's no like off, mm-hmm. right, off switch. Yeah. Like satiety is just not a thing. Yeah. They don't feel full. Ever. And also, you know, food choices typically go, you know, down the drain. Yeah. And also those foods that are hyper palatable, there's, you know, over the top, it just sugary, good salty. In your mouth. You can eat so much of them. They're not mm-hmm. filling. Yeah, exactly. And they're so calorie dense. So yeah, munchies are a thing and you can do some damage. <laughs> like, can you, is there, like, I tried the other day to like curb my munchies because my munchies pretty much hit me like instantly. I smoke a joint, then I'm like hungry, and then I'm just eating, eating. Like you said, I'm, I'm never really satiating that hunger. I'm just like, constantly looking in the cupboards for more shit but then i found like if i really try to focus on of like not paying attention to that feeling that after an hour i was like okay i kind of like rode the wave and then now i'm like back to normal so you're 100 percent onto something as far as hunger goes yeah so hunger is it's like a wave yeah it comes and then it goes it comes and it goes so you might feel hungry for I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I kind of forgot about food because I didn't have access to it and I didn't eat. Yeah. Now, the way that the wave works though, is it sort of, it comes up, it goes down, but it doesn't dip all the way down. It kind of, it might go 90% like of the way. Yeah, gradually it's like a climbing hard. mechanism. Uh-huh. So eventually you get more and more hungry, but that takes a lot of time. Yeah, so right. it does come in waves for okay. sure. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. So, so hunger is just a mental thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that yeah to a degree right. to a degree like if you can push past those waves and also what you're accustomed to like if you aren't eating all day yeah your body just gets used to that yeah and then you're hungry at night kind of thing yeah you exactly. know when the coffee works for you like I don't eat breakfast sure I do coffee in the morning I work out fasted too and then I have you know a large meal in the afternoon and then a big meal at night just because that works in my schedule my goals all that sort of stuff and yeah. it makes adherence really easy for yeah. me so do you think that that whole ideology of like eating a lot in the beginning of the day is kind of false or kind of well i mean you, you can sort of fuck yourself you know because if you tend to be the way that our society is set up yeah. with work and like when we relax is at night right so if you are hungry at night and somebody tells you you need to consume <laughs> all your calories in the daytime because that's better. Mm-hmm. And then you do that and then you're still hungry at night. And then as a result, you just overconsume food. You're, you're shooting yourself in the foot, missing yeah. the forest for the trees. So I like to work with somebody's tendencies as far as hunger, schedule, lifestyle, all that sort of stuff to set them up for success and not, you know, you don't need to eat earlier. There's no fat loss benefit to eating your calories right. during the day versus at night. So, you know, 
cater it to your schedule and your preferences. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Interesting. Because uh, I've always was fed that whole narrative mm-hmm. of like, Super wake up in the morning, common. eat like a fucking huge breakfast, and then, you know, pace yourself throughout the day. But it's like, I get hungry most at nighttime. So why the fuck can't I eat then? You know? Yeah. And, and then I just have some- time to eat breakfast. Yeah, and if, if it's not a priority for you, like, skip it, dude. Skip it, because then if if you end up consuming an extra however many calories, a thousand calories that mm-hmm. day, like, you know, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. I heard something about the whole breakfast industry, because, like, to what Nolan's saying, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, which I'm sure we all heard at some point in our life. Yeah. I heard that that was a marketing play by, like, Kellogg's or one of these major players I in the cereal industry. I heard that, too. To, like boost their the revenue i think there might be some truth to that with kellogg specifically yeah. the, the dude himself that maybe started that business yeah. fuck that dude yeah, don't come after us though. <laughs> <laughs> we, again you, we like to always say that we are just a couple guys here talking shit so we don't we haven't fact checked any of this we but, all mysteriously go missing yeah i have <laughs> yeah, not yeah, heard exactly. that there's just a kellogg? giant k at our it's house a big company yeah <laughs> but yeah that makes sense so that's a good it's a good move like I, that's a pretty genius fucking play to make breakfast appear to be the most important meal of the day and it kind of has a little bit of logical sense like you're waking up you need to feel Fuel your body for the rest of the day and what you're going to do. Imagine having so much influences or influence that like you create a entire narrative for generations. Like that's insane. That is insane. And and the whole, I mean, even the concept of meals is not really a real thing, right? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's, that's That's exactly. It's made up. Cause like back in the day, back in caveman days and shit, like you ate when you ate and you may not eat again for two days or whatever, you know what I I guarantee you their bodies were killer. I bet. Yeah. And also it's like, it's not, I bet you there's like a lot less preservatives because there was no refrigeration. There was no, you know, you had basically if you killed a meat or whatever, you had to eat it all, but otherwise it goes rotten or yeah, other yeah. predators are going to steal it from you. Yeah. A lot more starvation back then. That's for sure. Yeah. It's crazy. But back to the weed thing, because I, <laughs> this, I, I smoked a bunch of weed a couple of days ago and then I had an edible at like 11 PM, which was my mistake. That was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. But what happened was I woke up at three, so hungry. I went downstairs and made a whole charcuterie plate. Every other meat and cheese you think of. It was great. And I don't like, the thing is like, I don't, with my body, like obviously as I've gotten older, I do notice that um, I'm not able to just eat anything. Although my working out has probably kind of stayed pretty consistent, maybe dropped a tiny bit. But what I do notice is that like, the food kind of sits with me a little bit differently than before. Like when I was oh, so. younger and I was playing, I could eat, fuck, I'd go to the, like, train all week and then part, like, play a game and then get wasted that night and then go to 7-Eleven. My go-to at 7-Eleven was the chili cheese nachos that, were, that are now disgusting, um, a red hot beef burrito, a bag of barbecue Lay's chips, and those hostess fucking apple tart. Oh my god, that, that is savage! Yeah. That is it was so good. I Ugh. still like kind of crave it when I th- think about it, but I know that my whole system will be fucked for like a week. Yeah. But anyway, so that would be like a common like snack, you know, post. That's a snack. Yeah, and I wouldn't like my body would be. I was like super jacked and all this shit. Yeah. But now if I do that, it'll like like yesterday I had like t- like you know shared like six bottles of wine with like four of us. So I'm um, like I can feel like I can feel what layers. What were you doing last night? Jeez. I was in Kelowna, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kelowna is so fun. Yeah, it was a nice time. It's a nice time. So how many hours a day were you training when you were that age? That? Or probably we an hour and a half every day and then maybe another hour jam. Yeah, probably like two, two hours, I'd say, on average. How about now? Now it's probably like, you know. An hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, an hour. 
an hour. So like less than less. It's like forty percent, thirty five percent. Yeah, like and that. it's also it's also like my. I think I feel my training now is actually more intense because my training then was more like with the team and like you know, like with rugby, you're just like running drills and stuff. So I I don't really I wasn't really counting calories. Now I have this fucking Apple Watch that's looking at me every day saying you haven't done enough shit. <laughs> um. So now like my workouts are like kind of like. You know, that calorie in, calorie out thing. Is that true? It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. But these those, watches? Yeah, those watches, I like to track steps. Okay. Um, mm. And then, you know, schedule your workouts. Assuming they're consistent, you can sort of put those to the side and yeah. bank on them. Okay. But I like to track nutrition, steps, sleep, and then, you know, those, those main staples. Okay. As opposed to the workouts, because... The way that those are tracked on the Apple Watch are fairly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And they... The idea that we're burning 500, 1,000 calories of workout is just not true. You're a bigger guy, yeah. so you're going to burn more than the average size person. Sure. But, like, we're talking 200, 300 calories, man, in a workout, hour-long workout. So if, you, like, it takes all of 30 seconds to eat yeah, 200, exactly. 300 calories, right? So that's, we're kind of circling back to the nutrition piece. Mm-hmm. That is the key when it comes to fat loss because from a time perspective, it's, it's just way more effective. What do you use to track all those um, indicators? So a lot of my clients will have step, step trackers. Okay. So they'll, yeah, track their steps on a daily basis. Is it an odometer kind of? Uh, yeah, I think a, a pedometer. Pedometer. Yeah. Yeah. Odometers on your car, bro. Uh, yeah, the BCAA thing. Yeah, yeah, I was like close. I got I the car. last part, you know? Yeah, meter. Yeah. We're <laughs> just thinking about cars at all times. Just thinking about riding. Yeah, so stuff. any step tracker, they're like cheap. You know, easily you just use the Apple. Is this, is, yeah, is this, this one has one of those. Yeah, it yep. does. Yep. Your phone has one too, no? Uh huh. Are those accurate-ish? They're accurate-ish. You're not. It's probably not on you all the time, yeah, but you'll right. get a get a fairly accurate picture. Most people have their phones on them most of the day. So what's a good what's a good amount of steps for someone who's like maybe trying to like be healthy or I don't know lose like what's as, I know it's a pretty specific question, but no, it's a, a great question. Yeah. I like ten thousand a day. Ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand a day, and for some Jesus. people, their schedules you know, might not permit that every single day. So yeah. then for those folks, you can look at a weekly total, which sure. would be 70,000 over the course of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you could do it either way. Is that like, is 10,000 steps equivalent to like 5K or something like that? Or I think it's a little more than 5K. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's so you should run a 5K every day. No. <laughs> well, you, you've got your steps on your watch right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know how to, I don't even know how to use you this swipe. thing. Swipe. Like, it's it's, it's in the face. activity thing, but then you swipe up. Okay. Okay. Oh, my steps. I got forty three hundred steps. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. For almost there. Halfway. Two. Almost halfway. And I'm gonna go golfing after. So that's that's at least that's fucking like. Oh, that's, that's a ton. If you that's walk a ton in. of steps. Yeah, that's gonna be. Do you not get a golf cart? Like Fifteen? Nah, not really. I try mm. to. But the thing is, like, I, I I could walk golf every day, and I'm not gonna like look good. You know, if that was my only exercise. And so that's you know another question I have. So say I were to golf every day. And I'm going to, that's, that's probably like a hundred thousand steps. Let's just call it for argument's Whoa. sake for the week, for the week. Oh, for the week. Okay. Um, but then I know a lot of people that golf all the time and that is what they use as their quote unquote physical activity, which is more than nothing, which is more than sitting on the couch for sure. But I don't, I personally don't feel that my body would, um, look good if you just, yeah, walked. if that was my only thing. Yeah. Like you're not going to build any muscle playing golf. Yeah. So you can lose some fat via the, you know, caloric burn via all that movement. Yeah. But you know, usually beers and hot dogs and stuff like that go hand in hand with golf too. So that's a bit of a tricky thing, but yeah, you're not going to build any muscle playing golf. That's for sure. So if you like a a more muscular look, a bigger look, then you're going to have to weight train too for that. Yeah. What if I just wanted to lean out? 
Yeah, you could do it, man. It, yeah. Like this steps will, are powerful. Steps are powerful. Are you yeah. trying to lean out? Well, I, I'm not trying to lean up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm not trying to get heavier. That's fucking sure. <laughs> like I used to be 205 was like my playing weight. Like that's when I was like in the best shape of my life. And now mm -hmm. I'm like 220, 225. I got to 230 when I was in Hawaii on holiday. Number one cheese, man. That's too big. Holiday. Yeah, yeah it's the, easy. These Maui it's lady easy. cookies. Oh, I gave Nolan so some. Good. They're so good, but they're like fucking a hamburger patty. Have you yeah. guys had those YVR cookies yet? Where? I think they're on the island. They are unbelievable. Cookies are the devil, man. I have a sweet Okay, So what is more if I don't know if there's an answer to this question, but if you is, are savory, savory, bad foods worse for you than sweet, bad foods? I guess basically I'm asking is sugar. What is like the worst thing? for us to ingest on a regular basis? It's going to be the combination of a lot of sugar or carbohydrates and a lot of fat just because those foods are so easy to overeat like we talked about before. They're low protein. Protein's the most satiating filling macronutrient. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. And then carbs and fat, that combo, that flavor combo is just so easy to crush. Yeah, like so, so like right. a nice like pasta with a fucking creamy sauce would be not good exactly but it's so delicious well and then the funny thing is is the the combo is where it's at right because if you have the pasta without the fatty sauce uh -huh. it's then it's like kind of yeah totally. it's, it, you don't even like it right, right. like you're not even going to eat much of it because you're mm -hmm. like this is dry pasta yeah it's gross. you add the sauce and then you're like oh it's so fun but that yeah. stuff doesn't fill you up right you can keep on and kind of so those are like bad calories or but no, i thought you're supposed to eat a bunch of pasta if you're trying to like work out um, well, so calories are the overall sort of umbrella term mm -hmm. and you can think about it like your bank account. Okay. So if you are spending or expending mm -hmm. more calories than you're taking in, you are going to lose weight. And if you take in more calories than you expend, you're going to gain weight. Same idea or concept as your bank account. But what is the difference? Okay. You know, you heard of good calories and bad calories. Mm -hmm. Is that bullshit or is there a, some, some, something to that? So like, how are we distinguishing calories here? Yeah. yeah, like there are, you can think about it as good and bad, or you can think about it as like, you know, what's my goal? If my goal is fat loss yep. and I know that I need to consume fewer calories than I'm expending, mm -hmm. I want to feel full, right? I don't want to be hungry all day. So what right. is going to make me feel full and satiated so I can set myself up for success yeah. on that energy in and out equation? And it's probably not going to be those hyper palatable processed foods just because yeah. they don't fill you up. Yeah. You're going to blow, blow through your calorie budget in no time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So you want to favor, you know, single ingredient, whole foods like lean meat, you know, protein, stuff like that, fish, eggs, maybe lean dairy if you tolerate it, you know, single ingredient carbohydrates rice potatoes fruit veggies all that good stuff yeah. and then maybe some fats in there too nuts avocados stuff like that so like boring eating boring 100 percent. for me anyway yeah man like there's no there's no magic bullet no right fuck so what are your thoughts on these like new kind of diet fats like being gluten-free and like super vegan and like there's i feel like there's a new one that's like even more intense than being vegan raw <laughs> vegan these, yeah raw vegan like, yeah, where yeah, do you think yeah. these came from and why do you think it's such a big um like a staple of our society now than it was before because i feel like every two days somebody else is coming up to me like being being like to me i'm gluten intolerant but it's like you know are where you? were you like 10 years ago you know right yeah so Gluten intolerance is a thing if you're actually celiac. It's yeah. an autoimmune condition, and those folks do need yeah. to avoid gluten. But some people can be gluten sensitive where mm -hmm. they eat it and their just digestion kind of goes off. Maybe they get some skin issues, some joint pain, stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. legit. But a lot of people can tolerate gluten too. Yeah. Um, and as far as the fad diets, it's like it's 
we we have a drive or a pull to look for a solution. And yeah. if we can expend less effort and energy finding that solution, we're going to do it, man. Right. We're going to do it. So it's sort of cyclical, like all this diet stuff. You see this. Do you believe in them? Do you believe or do you believe in like eating what you want to eat? You can, that's a tricky one because okay. like it depends okay. what your goal is. Right. So like you can eat whatever you want to eat. And if you just, you know, eat out at restaurants every day and eat whatever you just feel like, whatever tastes awesome, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to look and feel the way that you want to. Yeah. So it's just a trade off. Um, okay. There are going to need to be some of those single ingredient, boring meals mm-hmm. that it just is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then again, some diets, I know that everyone's body is obviously different because I can, I could pretty much i would bet that if all three of us did the exact same diet for i don't know a month we probably would have different results we should do an experiment they may all be like you know <laughs> we may all lose weight but like you may lose more than me and I'm, you know what i mean it, it just really kind of depends on how each, each individual's body processes food too, absolutely right? yeah like energy expenditure is a big factor you know food tolerances yeah. are a huge factor you might be able to tolerate something that i can't or vice versa um metabolism too, everybody's different yeah metabolic rate is yeah. a big one the amount of muscle mass you carry you know sleep status all this stuff goes into it so everybody's the uh, overlying principles like the calories in calories out for example yeah mm-hmm. that applies to everybody mm-hmm. but when we get down into you know food tolerance more of the details yeah that's where the individual approach really shines okay and you mentioned sleep a couple times so how I have heard that sleep is so important and I kind of understand, but I'm also thinking like, okay, I'm sleeping. I'm not exercising. <laughs> My heart rate's at like 45 or whatever. So I'm not like, you know, nothing's really going on. So is the basis of sleeping so important? Um, the fact that you're just like able to wake up refreshed and able to like get after the next day versus being like groggy and tired and your workouts will suck because of, of that? Or what's why is sleep so important? Oh man, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff that happens in regards to sleep. Like, you know, for example, while you're sleeping, your cerebral spinal fluid actually goes throughout the brain and cleans out some of the plaques. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a little bit of a power washing system. Oh, wow. And those plaques aren't necessarily causative of Alzheimer's, for example, but they're associative. Okay. So memory is a massive component to getting good sleep. So if your memory is important to you, definitely get it. But for as sure. far as fat loss goes and mm-hmm. body composition, hormonal status is going to be better with good sleep ah. um you're going to be able to you know you're more likely to work out you're more likely to move more you're more likely to be productive yeah. stay on your diet with your goals stuff like that so it does get very practical yeah as far as nobody's going to eat better when they're sleep deprived mm-hmm. yeah um versus getting great great rest like is there like what's the kind of the good window of sleep I know it varies for most people probably, but is there like a general? Yeah, like the closer you can make it to when the sun goes down and comes up, oh, the better. That's oh. the simplest way to think about it. Right. So like, so does that change? Like, so where we are in Vancouver, would that then change throughout the seasons? It could. Yeah, it could. Like, I think that people's sleep patterns naturally sort of shift throughout the year. They might sleep a little bit more in the winter, you know, shorter days. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and not as much in the summer kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some truth to that. What about like people that live on the equator, for example, who have, you know, their sun is comes up and like, it's like, it's pretty much the same all year round. Like, do they, is there any been any, um, research that you are aware of where they, you can see like their sleep patterns are better or worse than someone who lives in North America where it's seasonal and we get like 12 hours of sun in the summer, but only eight in the winter. People are hotter there. So 
Just answer your own question. <laughs> well, that's a very general yeah, yeah, yeah. statement. Yeah. Like I've been to some equator areas that like ain't so hot. Colombian. That's true. Mm. But like I sleep more. <laughs> oh, Colombians, dude! I was in Colombia last year, and oh, yeah? it, it, the women there are gorgeous. Oh, for sure, unbelievable. Yeah, we got to go to Colombia. We have to go to Colombia. It's a PNC. Side note. It's a business trip. Side note. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think so? Is there any like research that kind of backs that up? Because like someone like who's getting you know a year like three hundred sixty five days of a year, they're getting the same. They're always getting going to sleep at I don't know ten and getting up at eight or whatever it is. Versus here, like you know, you know, in July they'll go to sleep at eleven and get up at six, and then in the, in December they'll go to bed at seven p.m. and get up at. 6 a.m. or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I'm not aware of any specific research in regards to that, but yeah. the way that the days change as far as length goes, it's gradual. Yeah. It's not overnight. So yeah. that's that's where you run into issues is like, you know, the spring forward, fall back. Yeah. Thing. You know, car accidents spike the day after, you know, the spring forward because people are, are lacking an hour of sleep. Oh, you know, so it, when the, you get the sudden change, that's when you run into issues, but the gradual changes aren't as much. But yeah. something to consider too is like, if you get more sun uh, or you're in a climate that gets more sun, mm-hmm. you're more likely to be outside. You're born, more likely to move and be active, which contributes to better sleep. So there are a lot of confounding factors mm-hmm. at play that are just tough to measure and account for. Yeah. Good I want to rewind for a second. You touched on hormone balance. I was watching a video a couple of weeks ago and it was about a guy who like was, you know, working out for years, never being able to lose the fat that he was trying to. And he went to a doctor and they told him to get his hormones in balance. And that is what kind of pushed him over the edge or I guess helped him reach his fitness goals. Um, how important is that, do you think, to get your like hormones right and in check? Yeah, that's a great question. So hormones are, they are like indicative of lifestyle. Okay. So your hormones don't just get messed up unless you have a certain condition, like a hypothyroid, for example, would mm-hmm. impact your metabolism negatively. Right. But your hormones just don't get messed up. It's lifestyle based. So they are they are following your lifestyle versus the other way around. So people think that they have hormonal issues, but they need to square away their lifestyle first because the lifestyle dictates the hormonal status. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Interesting. How do you go about getting your hormones checked? Like, can I walk into the doctor's office and be like, yo, I have a lot of serotonin in me right now. <laughs> is that? That's like, not that all you hormone? have in you, bro. Okay. Oh. Hey. Oh. It feels so good when it comes back at you. <laughs> um, so serotonin is a, a neurochemical. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> I but, passed um, my first year chem. <laughs> but if you have a doctor that's willing to run up a panel for you, you mm-hmm. can totally get checked. Yeah. Do you think that that would like make a significant difference in someone's weight loss journey or fitness journey? If we're talking about, you know, implementing steroids, mm-hmm. then yes, absolutely. But if you're not planning on on doing steroids, I would recommend squaring away your lifestyle aspects first and then okay. maybe going getting bloods or even getting bloods, doing some lifestyle changes and then checking your bloods again and seeing how they're impacted. That would gotcha. be cool too. I got my hormones checked, I think a year ago and um, a bunch of sucks. Like a lot of my friends who are like in their thirties are doing GH and whatever because mm-hmm. they want to stay fit and young or whatever. So my GH levels were too high. So I couldn't, I couldn't get it on any GH, which was oh, kind of interesting. bummer. But then I'm growing. I'm on TRT, which is like test testosterone replacement therapy or something like that. Yep. But so and what then I'm on mean? a I'm on a 
You don't have enough testosterone. I guess as you age, you start losing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does then decline, yeah. I'm on an estrogen blocker because I think as you age too, your estrogen levels go up or something like that. Becoming a woman. So I'm on a, full, I'm on a full, not a full, but like three or four different supplements or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I noticed when I was on the, t- with the, t- the, the test, like I, that's when I really gained a lot of weight. I was like, oh, yo, wow. I'm not trying to gain weight. I'm just trying to like not feel as shitty. And so I, I, so I had to drop it by like 50% because I went from like, you know, 220 to like 235 or something. I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. Was it good weight or was it? Well, it wasn't bad. It wasn't weight that I really like wanted in general. Is looking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weight I, I, was, I was getting too big. I'm like too, it's like, a, that sounds, those numbers are getting high and I don't want to have to buy a whole bunch of new clothes. Yeah, man. <laughs> testosterone works like yeah. bodybuilders and stuff. Athletes yeah. take it for a reason. That shit works. Yeah. Is that illegal though? I think in competition for sure. You oh, only allow a certain level. In um, well, like bodybuilding, the untested feds they all they all do it. Yeah. It's, it's technically illegal in some countries. It's yeah. more country. Is testosterone is test and steroids the same thing? Testosterone is uh, technically a steroid. Yeah. Okay, but there's different types of steroids. Tons of different types. And, and some of them are legal, and some of them are un- not legal. legal. Like I guess if you're getting super technical, like um, cortisone for mm-hmm. inflammation is technically a steroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like when we're talking about steroids in, relar- in regards to like fitness and stuff like that, yeah. we're talking like the testosterones, etc. But then humans, we produce testosterone naturally, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. But steroids, uh, we don't produce. We don't produce steroids. But we, we do d- have steroids in our body. But as, as testosterone, we don't have like a, a like an anabolic steroid, right? So there, there, there's like you're taking the synthetic version mm. that would boost you, uh, you know, into potentially supra physiological levels yeah, yeah, that yeah. you wouldn't produce naturally. Yeah. But maybe you're just that level that you're taking, or the amount that you're taking is bringing you back up to a no, like a twenty five year old level. range. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I haven't seen your bloods, but yeah. yeah. But then GH is a whole nother level of shit, right? Growth hormone, that's like growth a hormone is technically a peptide. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, can impact things like sleep, fat loss, muscle gain, all yeah. sorts of different things. Recovery. It's huge. Like with athletes, you know, yeah. athletes are playing into their forties now, Tom Brady's stuff like that. Yeah. It's insane. Growth right. hormone is amazing. So, so is that used to repair muscle? Yes. Okay. It can okay. be, it's used for a number of things. And I, I'll preface this by saying I'm not a steroid or peptide expert, yeah. but um, yeah, like it, that stuff works. But I, that's what I was looking forward to, like the recovery and feeling good. That's kind of what I was looking forward to the most. So when he told me my GH levels were already high, and I hear if you do GH when you already have high levels of GH, you can like your, your bones can grow, your head can grow, like you can actually get Whoa. like yeah, you can like like your grow taller. Yeah, like that. And I don't want that. That's why I was like, no, I'm good. I want to get taller. <laughs> I'll stay here. <laughs> I but wouldn't mind getting taller either. Man. Shit. How tall are you? I'm Thank like you. six two, six three. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But like I, that's what kind of threw me off. I'm like, like my GH levels are, I, from what I like, my base knowledge from my conversation with my doctor is that if you exercise a lot, you're you keep your GH levels up high or higher than a sedentary person. But then if you're always to like overdo it with my GH, then I could like like I said like you can like get like your your bones will get denser. Can your dick grow? I don't. I didn't ask that. Uh, but the head, <laughs> the, sure getting a big it. head and getting Priorities, all that shit. Right? Those, <laughs> those are things that exactly. I'm not I'm trying like, to that's feel. What I'm, that's where I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's specific dick Please injections. Do not point at my penis. Well, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but so so I dropped my test uh, level, like uh, my injections, like by half because it was just like that shit does work. Like you were saying, it's crazy, and like I don't know what Tom Brady's doing, but. Being like my age in the NFL with guys that are like 280 that move like 
you know, run like three second forties or whatever it is that can hit you. What's a three second forty? They're fast. They're so imagine, imagine fast. a guy twice my size yeah. that's fast. Whoa! And coming like that's and what, that's, so strong. That's what Tom Brady is seeing every day. Wow! When he's playing and he's old, he's my age or a year older. Does three second forty mean he can run forty meat yards yards or whatever? Yards. I mean, it's probably not. It's probably four second or whatever. It's it's fast. My point is that these guys in the NFL are fucking freaks. Yeah. And Tom Brady is my age, looking at these guys coming after him, trying to take his head off, and he's still. At the top of his, well, he's pretty high up there. He might currently. be at the top of his game. I know it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but then I see him run. I've seen him run in the open field. I'm like, bro, like, bro, <laughs> no. Have you seen his, uh, his combine? His, rookie, his combine? Yeah. Oh my god, he's always been unbelievably athletic or unathletic. Yeah. Rather, yeah. He's looked his photo in his boxers. Yeah. It's like what? He's like, it looks like like a pale gummo looking. It's wild. Yeah. But he's the you know the best football the player goat. ever. Didn't he made it so that he is? Huh? Like if he's not running that fast in open field, is that what you're saying? Yeah, but he but he doesn't really have to. He's not that kind of quarterback. He doesn't. Uh, he stays okay. in the pocket. He's really good at reading defenses and whatever the fuck else he does, and he's super mm-hmm. accurate with his throwing. Like there's a there's a, a video that I, I personally think is clearly fake, but Joe Rogan thinks is legit. Where he's like, you know those football machines that you put I the football in video, and yeah. it fires out at you. Receivers use it. He was throwing the ball into it, and with enough force for it to go in, and then shoot it back to himself. Oh wow! There's no chance, man. Like three times in a row. Like yeah, he does it. Uh, yeah, three four times in a row. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, this, that's fucking. I don't think it's real. I don't know. That's freaky. I don't even know if it's possible. Like with that kind of accuracy and velocity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, but he's very good. Um. So you mentioned peptides. Like I see so many things in my girls' um, cl- um cupboard. Peptides is one of them. So. Pep- like peptide like, creams, I have it in my cream. Yeah, like oh, okay, like a, like a supplement. Are they, like so, there's supplement peptides, or maybe maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you like. Collagen, either she has collagen. Yep, collagen. Like there's so many things I can't pronounce that are in that fucking cup, <laughs> and they're all like seventy five dollars each. So we go to Whole Foods. I'm like, <laughs> I can't leave Whole Foods without like a three hundred dollar bill. It's wow. ridiculous. Wow. So how much of this shit do you think is marketing, and how much of it do we really need to? get from outside sources or is it possible then to get them all from like just what we eat naturally or do we do we really need to get all these supplements to kind of like add to our daily routine or whatever yeah i think so supplements themselves are just what they said like they're supplemental to a healthy lifestyle diet movement sleep stress management that's the way that i look at it so you know do you need them no man like focus on the basics eat well move prioritize sleep, manage stress. Yeah. And then the supplements, if you want to add them in after, maybe you get some blood work done and you find out that you live in, you know, a Northern latitude and your vitamin D status is low. Maybe you supplement in a scenario like that. Okay. But I am not a fan of just supplementing to supplement. So do you like take a multivitamin, any supplements? What's your kind of daily regimen in that Uh, regard? Supplement wise? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I take, I take some creatine monohydrate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every day. And occasionally I'll take some fish oil if I'm not eating salmon regularly. Okay. And that's it. Wow. Yeah. Nice. But creatine was a weird one for me because when I was younger, I took creatine to like get stronger and whatever. And my theory is I got hurt both times I took creatine and I blew up my knee once and I think my ankle the other time. And my theory is that my muscles grew 
I got stronger, but my ligaments didn't because I don't think ligaments mm. get blood flow or something. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I just made this up this scenario, and I figured that my my <laughs> muscle my, my leg muscles were too strong for my ligaments. He's his own doctor, yeah. like yeah. playing with his testosterone. Pretty much. How can yeah. I diagnose my leg right now? Yeah, yeah. that's what I felt happened. I felt like the creatine like made my made my legs stronger than my ligaments, and then as a result, they ripped them apart or something like. that. I would think that they'd grow at the same time. I don't know. Does creatine like, ligaments? can't get strung or can they yeah they can actually yeah. it's pretty cool but the only thing that would potentially speed that process up enough for you to get injured would mm. be steroids ah because mm. the the progress is so accelerated that the tendons ligaments can't keep up so you mm-hmm. see guys tearing their pecs and tearing yeah, yeah, their yeah, biceps yeah. and stuff like that oh. they just yeah it's wild it's yeah. gross yeah it's whenever gross. i do a bench at the gym i always have that like video of that guy who did the bench and his pec just Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's I'm like that's gonna happen to me. Sure. Obviously, with these <laughs> I don't think doing twenty pound bench is gonna help. Hey, uh, oh shit! <laughs> At least he's, um, he's not wrong at this twenty. Yeah, but actually, yeah. I got to one plate, so I'm good. Oh, Chrissy, that's solid. Yeah, Chrissy like sent that. me a video. I was very proud. I had a, like a proud uh, dad older brother moment. It was <laughs> nice. Um, but with creatine, like I also found that when I got off of it, I like for me, I felt like I was just holding on to a lot of water. So when I got off creatine, like I maybe gained seven pounds, but I would only keep two kind of thing. Yeah, there is some uh, like intracellular fluid that comes along with creatine, some like quote unquote water weight. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is a little bit of that. So that makes sense. That makes perfect sense that you maybe fluctuated as a bigger guy, about five pounds. Like it's possible that's on the upper end of things, but yeah, that's possible. I heard creatine brings a lot of water into you. Mm-hmm. And that you have to like keep it up to keep your muscles up, no? Yeah, like you reach sort of peak saturation levels. Mm-hmm. And then if you stop taking it, they slowly decline. And then you start taking it again, they slowly saturate again. Yeah. But creatine is another one of those ones that naturally occurs in our body too, right? It is in food. It's in, you know, meats and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but do we, so we produce it via food that we eat? Yeah, we ingest it. Okay. Yeah. So we does it work it. the same way if you ingest it? Because wouldn't it just go right to your stomach and just get dissolved? into like the stomach acid yeah like so this is where the supplement manufacturers and stuff like that would yeah. um would be able to explain that way better i'm not sure the actual gotcha. like digestion process and yeah, stuff yeah, like that yeah. with, the, with the acidity of the stomach but um it works if you take it for sure and it also works if you eat it so you don't have to supplement with it by any means i wonder if you could do it the other way up your <laughs> you know, butt up like your in butt. a if what's you, that called I, again hooping uh, uh oh there's uh, a specific yeah, yeah, yeah. word for it um, hooping um, like hooped hooping? it hooped it hooped enema I don't know. That's like what right? I think that's like what that's you like water to flush yourself out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I did one of those in Thailand. Whew. It oh, was, really? Why? It was interesting. What was, were you doing in Thailand? Went to a wellness retreat where uh, you can get massages and yoga and like a colon, a colonic. A colon- oh, I want to get one so. It's bad. weird because like, it, like it was. This is gonna be gross, but it, like they put it up your butt, and then first of all, I'm like, you're putting that. That's not a small thing. Anyway. And then, did like, like it? No. did they lube it up or what? Yeah, they lube ah. it for sure. And the two two little Thai ladies. It's a lady. Then, she licks her finger. <laughs> she lets go. Kind of. And then they, they put it in there, and then like the water, you could feel the How water. How deep does it go? I don't know. Like how many? Not, inches? not not super deep, ah. but you could feel the water like and it, like pulses, and then you could you could you're kind of like resisting it for a second, and then you like it goes like, and then it goes, and it just like then you just like just cleanse. So like it like flushes water up. Yeah. And then it gets to a point, I guess, where it just has to like. How, how long does it take? I was in there for probably like thirty minutes, and then they have this tube, so you can see 
all this shit, literally, literally. that's coming out. I'm like, I don't think I had corn yesterday. But you see, like, little, like, you see your, Hell you see everything is in there. It's mostly water, to be honest, but there's, like, little pieces of shit, for sure, and other undigested things that come out. And, like, yeah. you feel, like, a little bit lighter. Do you feel, yeah, I was going to ask, do you feel lighter? And, like, yeah, but clear? I mean, it's very, I think it only gets to, like, I don't know how big your intestine is, but it's, like, quite long in there. Mm-hmm. I only think it gets to, like, the first, like, three feet. So it's not anything spectacular. I did it more out of curiosity. Yeah. Um, but you did, I think I was like maybe a, a pound and a half lighter after. I heard people like lose like 10 pounds from that shit. I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. But the first time I actually did it was here in Vancouver. Someone gave me a Groupon back That's in the day. That's exactly where I want to, like I, <laughs> yes. But then I the girl, but the girl like was, didn't speak hardly any English and like she just left me in the room and I'm like, so I have to do bucket. this? I have to put this? She first said put she this in your pee hole. Tube of I'm like. I'm like, whoa! Did you, this is an English barrier. Are you pee hole? Did you mean like I'm like you mean this hole, right? She's like, oh yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, I have to do it myself. And she's like, yeah. So I was like a little like you know when you go to the dentist and they give you that little like tooth that water pick that goes, you know, water picks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. you may have them at home too. It was basically one of those. And you had to like I'm like I have this myself. So I'm like trying I'm to like lube maneuver. up this thing, stick it in there, and it was very much the same process. So you the water kind of like gets sucked in, whoa, 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 and then all of a sudden you just expel. Hmm. And but it was weird. I like think myself it was expel, weird. Or does it expel itself? It expels it. I mean, you could try it. You can hold on as long as you can, but it's gonna it's gonna expel. It's gonna come out. Yeah, because you're like taking it, taking it, and then you're like, and then you're just like. Ugh. I'm on like both sides of the argument for that because I feel like, you know, 20 years ago we probably didn't have technology like that. So is it really that good for you? But also, is it really that good for you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. What you mean. Do you want to like you know? I have no idea. I mean, it wasn't for me. Shit, I don't know. If you're super backed up and you're in yeah. a pinch, then maybe maybe you might want to you know relieve some discomfort. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't have that problem. Attention. I like go to the washroom like four times a day for sure. Whoa, it's a lot. Same here, actually. Yeah, so but I, mean, I don't think for good reasons. I yeah, think I'm, I'm like definitely. Two, I think I'm like two. Something. Like I definitely that. have IBS. Like one hundred. Oh really? One hundred percent. Do you know? I what? go right after I eat. I have oh really? To. What yeah. all all your like it's all the so food bad. Like even my family, they just know. Like if I eat something, I'll be in the bathroom like right after. Oh wow! And I don't think it's like the food I just ate because there's no way it that's happens a, that's, that fast. That's impossible. Yeah, like no way. It, it can it really can happen really? immediately. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that same stuff that comes out is the food I just ate. It's not necessarily that same stuff, but yeah. the the when you eat something that you don't tolerate, yeah, it can just run through your you. system up, and it's like evacuate this thing because my body doesn't like it. Right. It's like a foreign invader kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a sensitivity. Is that uh, kind of what IBS is? Basically, yeah, it's food sensitivities for sure. Oh. Yeah, I should so do you, it, like do that allergy test thing. You know? Yeah, for sure. You can. the The most reliable way to do it yeah. is to actually just keep like a symptom journal. So note down what you eat and then how your digestion was after that and then and figure out the culprits that way. Do you have to eat pretty clean for that though? Because I know, for example, if you're eating something that has a shit ton of ingredients, how will you know if it's fucking, you know, dairy product or or gluten or whatever? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. If you're eating pizza or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So ideally you, you know, you're not eating pizza for every meal. So you Mm. might not be able to figure that out. But if you have you know, a vegan piece of pizza versus a regular piece. And then yeah. you're like, oh man, the regular piece got me. So maybe it's the dairy. Yeah. Right. Um, so you can, you can weed it out that way, but it takes some time to figure it out. Fuck. No, what's, do you have a, like a supplement routine, vitamin? Um, no, I just take like a multivitamin in the morning. Oh, I love taking um, vitamin, vitamin B12. Cause I feel like it helps my memory. And because I work in nightlife, I'm always up late and like not sleeping and like eating shitty. Um, so I feel like that kind of helps me, especially with drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I take, I take B12, a multivitamin and, um, 
There was one more. I forgot what it was called. You let us know when it comes back because yeah. that B12 ain't working. Yeah, Memory clearly shit. not. Fuck. <laughs> clearly not. Oh, vitamin D. Vitamin D. Yeah, I bet you get that vitamin D all day, yeah. every day. Thanks to you, baby. Okay, easy. Yeah, so um, you have to throw that back on. Yeah, you. that's well done. Thank so you. you touched on, like, we're both in nightlife. And I think I heard, I think it was on your podcast about the water and alcohol. Or maybe that wasn't. Maybe I heard it on some other podcast. I were like, I you have you heard of you know if you like make, if you have like one glass of water for every one beer or whatever one drink that you can not be as hungover the next day or something like that. Yeah, that'll help for sure. Yeah. Hydration status will help. I think also just practically when you're <clears throat> drinking a glass of water in between, you'll probably consume less alcohol just from like a time standpoint. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it, hydration status will help. When I am gonna have a big night, I will put like a bunch of salt in okay. some water pre-bed and take that down because the hydration salt yeah part of that is that is, like the trick now it, it it's not a trick but it definitely helps because alcohol dehydrates you yeah right and hydration status um salt is sodium is a big point yeah aspect of that so mm-hmm. yeah i do some crack a couple cracks of salt do a little gradient water. a little uh, osmosis gradient because <laughs> salt actually like because i remember that when i was playing i saw some teammates doing it. i'm like what are you doing because i thought salt would like make you more dehydrated but it, what it actually allows your cells to retain Absorb. more water right well yeah you have like this really intricate balance between sodium and potassium channels and all that sort of stuff yeah and so um yeah and when you're an athlete and you're sweating a lot your salt needs go up hot environment all that yeah. sort of stuff impact hydration status yeah. and salt is a piece of that i will try that this week actually putting yeah. it how much salt do you recommend um, like is it salty your drink or is it just kind of i like would just put it in like a tiny bit of water and take it down just because oh, i'm trying to so get it's it gross in. yeah it's right. it, it's it's virtually tasteless well, you, know, you taste it a bit you know the salt packs you get like at like um on the ferry you know the little, oh the yeah, yeah, yeah so how many of those approximately are we oh, talking oh man i don't even know if it'd be a full one of those I oh really so, so no. it's not even just a little bit like a dash just, just like uh what, what you know a crack crack or two yeah, like, yeah. D- 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 oh on that uh, one of those yeah, fancy yeah. ones yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that, that organic like a teaspoon shit. yeah yeah try, oh, to, try a teaspoon maybe try a half teaspoon just with like a half a glass of water or like a full glass just whatever, shove it in your whatever mouth. you want okay it doesn't matter just put it in my mouth yeah you should be fine with that <laughs> um, All right, he's on one. Yeah, I'm fucking rolling. Yeah. Uh, fuck. So I is like that your, is that the biggest cheat code, I guess, for to avoid hangovers? Is the salt water trick, or is there any like sleep? I'm assuming is is kind that of why Gatorade player? and electrolytes work because they have a lot of like sodium in them. Yeah, they've got some sodium. I don't know if Gatorade has much sodium now, but I know it used to. I think they changed the formula. I hate Gatorade when I'm hungover. Oh, do you? Oh, it really? makes me feel worse. But by the time you're hungover, is it almost too late? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, ideally you'd start a little earlier. Like yeah. the earlier in the night you can drink, the less hungover you're going to be. So yeah. happy hour is like day better drinking. than a nightcap. Exactly, mm. yeah. exactly. You're going to be significantly less hungover. And if you can get to bed earlier, yeah. that's going to help. But then like if you had a Gatorade. So if I had a salt water before I went to bed, that would help a bit more than if I had it when I woke up. You know what I mean? Yes, I would do it before bed, yeah. personally. But if if you forgot for whatever reason, maybe have it. Just hammer it back. Too. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm, I don't Let's really get it. hungover. Right I don't, get, I don't drink a lot anymore because my hangovers are, have gotten like exponentially more violent. When did that change for you? <laughs> I want to say like around 40, I guess. Like, okay. like 22 Late 30s. 
No, you have you don't know what it's like. I yet. am disgusted. No, you don't know. Myself you don't know. Day. Like it hurts. You wait, wait, wait. If it, it gets, gets worse. worse than this, I might just have to off myself. One million percent, it gets worse. For me, the biggest aspect to the hangover is actually mental and emotional. It's not even physical anymore. Yeah. it's like I so, feel anxious. Yeah, I don't oh, know about you same. guys. Yeah, anxiety is a yeah. real motherfucking thing. Yeah, but if I don't drink, I'm fine. Like it's the booze. It's like chemical, mm-hmm. you know. But it's weird also because like booze for me anyway, it's like a social lubricant. Like it's almost almost like the activity of drinking when I'm out in a social setting kind of like gives me something else to do or whatever. Plus, you know, your inhibitions. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. But then then we're doing this to ourselves on purpose, like poisoning us, literally poisoning ourselves yeah. for what end result, you know, it's a wild thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It shoots yourself in the foot. And everyone I, complains about all this other shit. And it's like you're literally like. Poisoning yourself, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. It's insane. I mean, everyone's like, you know, I guess we're gonna, I guess we might as well bring this up. Yeah, I was just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's talking about, you like you know, the vac- the vaccine card and BC is, is going to be launched in a couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm honestly, I'm, I I see both sides of it, but I am not a fan of when I see some of these people posting things like, you know, comparing what's going on right now to like Nazi Germany. Like, and like saying like, you know, first of all, no one's stopping anyone on the street asking for your vaccine card. Yeah. They're asking for it in discretionary places like gym, whatever, whatever. And plus, we're not, we're not trying to kill off an entire race of people. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's, if you look at it from a grand scheme of things. just not working out for a day. So it's, like, it's like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. It's not great. It, it does feel a little bit intrusive and whatnot. But it's, to compare it to like the Nazi regime, because if, if that person had to live through that, they, they would they don't know how good they have it right now compared yeah, to that. Yeah. That's a poor comparison. Yeah, but I've seen shit like that, like, obviously all in the last, like, 24 hours. All day long. It's gotten fucking hectic. It's like, man, like, I'm reading this book right now about this North Korean lady, and that that's, like, a current state. It's not like Nazi Germany from the the 40s or 30s or whenever that was. Oh, was it's she on the right Jordan now. Peterson yeah. podcast? Oh, I haven't listened to that yet. She, it was it, Her book is amazing. And she was on Joe Rogan. She's on TED Talks and shit like that. But I've also heard there are some discrepancies in her story. And they're oh. calling her the Paris Hilton of North Korea. Oh, my but God. But who knows? But, this, but the t- atrocities in North Korea and Afghanistan, all that kind of shit, that I, I have to Those look at Those are real it. things. Those are real things. That, that's yeah. real oppression. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. What we're going through is, I'm sure, a certain level of oppression, but it's nothing like what some people are living through on a day-to-day. So that's what bothers me. It's like you said. I get that. People are confusing um, inconvenience for oppression. Yeah. That makes sense because I've heard of stories of doctors. This is in the Trump administration going, like someone going to a doctor and them asking their patient, are you a Trump supporter or, or not? And he's what? like, what the fuck does How that have to do with anything? A, yeah. But he was basically uh, was saying without saying that if you are a Trump supporter, he's not going to help you kind of thing. He's not going to give you this drug or that drug because maybe Trump was opposed to it or for it or whatever, which is like super weird. You're politicizing like health. And also like these ideas, it's not black or white, you know, it's not like red or blue. That's so nuanced. And I actually put out a podcast last week about my news consumption. Like I just stopped because I found my mental health was struggling with it. And like 99.9% of my interactions in person are amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I go online and I just have this completely different experience. I'm like, this shit is not indicative of my day-to-day experience so it just doesn't yeah. work for me you know? right yeah can i've seen some of those people that are posting those you know what i was alluding to before like you know nazi germany being the state of bc like i've talked to them in real life and it's like it's so different like when i see that post i'm like oh, you man this is ridiculous this is no, it's nowhere near the same level but when i speak to them in real life i'm like you know you're not an idiot 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So it's totally. like a little sound bite that's not, it's hard to communicate whether it's through like 152 characters on Twitter or whatever it is, or an Instagram story that's 15 seconds. Like, and then I'm sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone who's posting something on either side of that argument is going to get some DMs that are like, you're an idiot or like, good, good for you, girl, or whatever it is. And it's like, like you were saying, it's those interactions can get really toxic to our mental state, and our mental health. It yeah. almost makes people want to avoid it completely. Yeah. But maybe they shouldn't be, but it makes people want to be. About the conversation? or Yeah, about the conversation. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to be able to speak up. But if we have so much um, polarization on the topic, people yeah. don't want to be a part of it. People would rather ignore it and not have, and, you know, c- kind of let things go the way that they are without putting their input in, which could be detrimental at the end of the, at the, end of the, ugh, at the, end of the day. And I think to a degree, the polarization is more of an online phenomenon than in like in a real life phenomenon. Totally. Cause when you exactly. get the contacts going and you talk to a person, you see that they're, you know, a kind human yeah. and stuff, you get a lot more input versus just this sort of profile picture online. Yeah. <laughs> it's very disconnected. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you can have a, like an open format conversation like we're having here. And people are cons when they type online. It does. You never get like, like what they're trying to say. It's, it's hard because you only have 15 seconds or fucking 120 characters or whatever yeah. it is. Like, how can you really get across what you truly mean on any subject in that short of a fucking space? That's yeah. why podcasting is such a beautiful way to, you know, share ideas yeah. and stuff like that. I love One it. One million wow. percent. That's why like, we're, we're talking about how, like, I mean, I don't know how it is for you, Nolan, but I really enjoy our podcast because it's, like, therapeutic. We get to meet people like Marcus that we may have never met in, like, out in the real world. You know, have conversations with an expert in his field. Or, you know, whoever our guest may be. And then when you and I do our thing on our own, we, we can just shoot the shit, mm-hmm. which I don't think enough people are doing anymore. They're not having real life interactions. It's like over Instagram. It's over TikTok. It's over fucking DMs. And like, like we kind of alluded to, it's not a real accurate, you know, uh, look into that person's it's psyche. It's not a real conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And podcasting is so cool as far as learning goes too. like, I know I've learned so much since I started mine, just talking to people that, like you said, you wouldn't have normally talked to. And you're like, oh man, this subject is yeah. so fascinating when I really delve into it. And it's yeah. nothing that I would have like read about. Yeah, exactly. Own, you know? Or had the time to even talk about to someone, you know, mm-hmm. but you do most of your podcasts by yourself, right? I used to interview people a lot more when I started. Yeah. And now I do a lot more solo casts. Yeah. How do you find screen. that? Like I said, like, cause I know, I don't think I could do one by myself because it's like I don't know. It's like it's like a we monologue. We both tried whatever. it. We both tried it, and oh, oh did it was like weird. It was no, weird. no. I don't mean he like he, like he's or like no guest. Like he's like just talking. Yeah, and I, and oh, which is even harder. Like, yeah. I don't know how I can talk to myself for that long. So well, props I, to you, man. Well, to be fair, I'm talking about a subject like a nutrition yeah. subject mm. or something like that. But yeah, they're. They're interesting. I just started doing them because I was like, oh man, I have these ideas that yeah. I want to share you and get this concept and stuff. Like I keep so I talking to myself. I might as well put a fucking exactly. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard Bill Burr's? No. He does one, but he's like almost like he rants and he'll like just go off, to, like just ranting on shit. Like yours are more educational and like you said about a topic, but Bill Burr is a comedian and he'll just like be like, well, you know what really upset? I can't believe this guy. Like, and he'll just have like, Almost like a, you know, like Jay Leno or like um, who are the current people that like are on late night talk shows? Uh, Fallon, uh, Jim, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Fallon, those guys. Like you know, at the beginning they have their monologue, yeah, and they just sit there and they're like have their. Sh- that's what his are, his are like, but like kind of mad and like <laughs> no, no, but no audience feedback. At no, all, exactly. Which which that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I, that, like to me, I couldn't just like sit here 
and talk. I don't have that skill set. So right. good for you, man. That seems like a real talent, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I never really thought about it that way. That's really interesting. I guess the only way that I find out if people like it is, you know, if what people tell me. In, yeah, exactly. Um, or views or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really like... I mean, I don't know about Nolan, but I don't really, I don't really listen to any of ours back because I don't want to be hypercritical and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so hard. Right. Like if I listen to a podcast from even six months or a year ago, I just cringe. Like I'm like, oh, I would have changed that. Exactly. Why did I say it like that? Exactly. Why did I stutter? Oh my God. But that's why I want to, that's why I avoid listening to them because then I'll be, then I'll just drive myself crazy. Like what I could have done, could have done. And like, we like to keep most of our podcasts super raw. And so I think that resonates so with people as well <laughs> because they, they know it's real. They know we're not editing things to try to make it this perfect scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because life isn't perfect. Conversations aren't perfect. You know, people stutter. People fucking forget what they're talking about and then whatever. Yeah, that's funny you say that. I, I've been listening to the How I Built This podcast and it's mm-hmm. so edited yeah. that I actually find that well, I don't like that aspect yeah. of it. I like the more raw, like rogan just talking yeah exactly example. i appreciate that conversation because you can value. tell on a podcast when they edit it yeah or when they throw a fucking ad in there you know 100 percent. the only yeah. time we'll edit it is if we we say, say something stupid, stupid. <laughs> oh, oh really? my god that happens all the time <laughs> but but we most of the times we're like fuck it that wasn't that stupid <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we, can, we can throw that out there have you guys ever had a guest be like can you edit that out yeah all a couple time. times all the no time. not all the time because we usually like we usually like you know have like we vet our guests like is there anything you don't want to speak on true and then, you know, most of, more often than not, it's like, I think we edited like three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not, it's yeah, not I'm a lot. Ki- maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Yeah, probably. That makes it so much easier from a production standpoint. Yeah. Oh, for sure. amazing. We mean, for sure. You don't edit shit. You don't know how to produce. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but totally. I hear about you're fucking complaining about it every fucking day. Well, that's why I just don't do it. <laughs> it's like, if you say something stupid, okay. too bad. Sorry. Now, to bring it back home for a second, I want to ask you, is there some type of fitness correlation or health correlation with someone's post-nut clarity post-nut clarity yeah you gotta like, you, i don't know what po- yeah you gotta tell oh. is that like the mental state after so sex? you know like, yeah, yeah there you go yeah, oh, there you yeah, go exactly <laughs> so like you know that feeling of like you know you're so fucking horny you want to fuck anybody that's around and as soon as you do it and you come you want them to get the fuck out yep that's moment of like realization you're like i need this person to leave but it could also be okay, it's, I not, wanna, it's, not, it's not always oh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, true, true sometimes true. you like you when you you're just like you're just you don't have that like mindset where that's all you're trying to do. Once you're not, you can kind of like you you're just you like feel you, calm again. Yeah, you can kind of like reset. You you enter make, back into the world. It's no longer your penis talking. Yeah, thinking. right. Exactly. Right. So, so it's always what was the question? Do you think that there's a fitness or health relation to that? Like, do you think the more healthy you are, the better your post nut clarity will be? Well, the healthier you are, the better your libido is going to be. That is for right. sure. Right. Like reproduction is a very uh, it's a powerful mechanism. Um, we're built for it, yeah. essentially. And so the healthier you are, it's like pass on genes, get into the future, even just attractive people. You can tell when someone is healthy and doing the right yeah. things, right? Yeah. Like you can you can see it. The eye can detect it really easily. Yeah. And so the healthier you are, the higher your libido is going to be, the better your sex life might be, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, And you're just going to be like more comfortable with your body. That's a massive element to libido. Yeah. Right. But um, as far as specifics and post nut clarity, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no research question. on that one. We'll have to we'll have to try it out. Um, can you like is there if you can give like a summary of like a health like what like how if you can have like a one like ideal day let's say like how I know it's super general and you probably can't do this but what are some of like the 
must do's in your opinion of, of staying healthy? That's, that's an awesome question. So waking up, ideally you feel rested and alert, but, okay. the, but a good night's sleep starts the second you wake up. That's why I like to think. Oh, about so we want to get light exposure into our eyes as soon as possible. Okay. So if you can get outside earlier, yeah. even just with your cup of coffee, you know, sitting on a balcony or something yeah. like that, light entering your eye anchors your circadian rhythm that's with the sun stuff like that yeah. so you are going to sleep better at night when you get that light exposure and also using your phone watching netflix stuff like that that blue light is going to impact you less if you get light exposure earlier in the day okay which is amazing so what if you are a type of person like me who when i wake up the first thing i do is get to my phone check my emails that not I, not ideal I mean, if you still want to do that, maybe you just go outside, do outside. and do it. Right? Okay. Yeah. So first of all, anchor that circadian rhythm, get some light in the eyes, and then maybe get some movement in, walk a little bit. You could sort of pair these up. Yep. Um, eat well throughout the day, maybe get a little bit of exercise, some community purpose. Like oh, okay. if you care about, you know, your work and it means a lot to you, I yeah, think yeah. that there's you know, a lot of value in so that. mental, like a yeah. mental plays quite a bit into it. Yeah. Community is health. huge social connection, stuff like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, man, that's like sort of how a day would play out. Yeah. Ideally, if you're sort of putting all the puzzle pieces together, nutrition, movement, sleep, stress management is all covered in there and then get a good sleep that night. So you're set up for the next day. Does that, that make sounds, sense? It sounds, it almost makes too much sense where I'm like, it sounds it, so it fucking sounds easy. easy. Why, yeah. why aren't we all why are we pillars that? of health? Like, why do you think we are not all like all because like, like those steps seem reasonable. They seem affordable. They seem manageable. So and, and people aren't generally stupid. So I, I think it's what why do you think that I think as a society, I, I think it's fair to say that we are generally as a human race pretty unhealthy. So it's because of these evolutionary mismatches, basically. So okay. we have pulls to eat as much as possible while we can get it while it's hot. You were talking about, yeah. you know, the, the, we didn't have refrigeration. Yeah. Right? So eat as much as possible, seek out calorie dense foods, move minimally because, you know, starvation is a real threat to survival. So if you burn too many calories, mm -hmm. you would make that more likely, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, all of these things like your phone are wired in, they're extremely rewarding to the brain and seductive. Um, you know, TV, stuff like that. Like everything in our society is sort of set up in a way where you have to go out of your way. It's, it's inconvenient to do the things that I just laid out. Uh, right? yeah. So that's why it's like, you really have to put effort into maybe the media you consume yeah. and how you go about your day. It's like, it's really, it's tempting to grab your phone 50 million times, yeah. you know what I mean? And see what's up versus go create some social connection with a person we were just talking about like having this conversation in real life yeah um so it's just easy it's convenience and we're we're convenient creatures so do you think how about like economics do you think impoverished communities because i've read somewhere that you know it's like fast food is is cheaper than organic food mm. right i think that's pretty fair to say yeah i mean organic don't i think organic food may be a little bit of a marketing ploy but there's also like i don't know how a cucumber that's not organic is a dollar and an organic cucumber is five I don't understand that, <laughs> but whatever. I said for another podcast, but you know, obviously, if you're in a in a impoverished community and you know you had to feed a family of six and you go to McDonald's for like twelve bucks, it's going to be a lot easier to do that every day than you know have an organic chicken breast and steamed broccoli and all that, which will cost like sixty dollars. You know what I mean? So I I think that 
um, you know, economics play a role in that a little bit as well. Um, because like, for example, let's say in an impoverished com- a country like in, in, in Africa somewhere, um, they don't have the distractions of maybe iPhones and Netflix and all that, but they are malnutrition because they're living below the, well below the poverty line. So it's like kind of like, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, is there like what, what society or what community or what culture for that matter do you think is like the most healthy? Cause I hear like Japan has a really good health rate because they're like you know pretty well they have a good economy they eat a lot of fish you know blah 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 blah. i think yeah like i think hong kong has the longest life expectancy japan's up there too yeah stuff like that i don't know a ton about how those societies are structured Mm -hmm. in detail yeah but i mean sort of the simpler you can keep things in Mm -hmm. a way the better like with tech and all that sort of stuff, yeah. you know, tight knit communities, mm-hmm. all of that matters a lot. Eating well, generally speaking, I think that an impoverished community and then, you know, Vancouver, for example, are sure. two ends of this spectrum. Two yeah. And, and yeah, maybe the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's tough to say like different problems in different places. Yeah. It's cause like, I don't know, like, I feel like you said at Vancouver, we're definitely privileged culturally and a privileged community and we have access to like everything we need, but you know, typically we, you know, maybe that convenience is detrimental at a certain, certain point. It brings its for sure. own set of problems, yeah. for sure. Or money, yeah, more problems. If, if you can, like, bypass cooking and just order Uber Eats, and yeah. it's easier, it's quicker, you can afford it. Like, yeah. Man, that's so seductive. That's, I do that all the time. Yeah. But are there, like, healthy food, um, uh, what are they called? Alternatives? Like, no, no, like um, uh, meal prep, like, spots that can that are kind of, like, like, right on that line of you know not as shitty as getting uber eats all the time and but I, but the, the convenience factor is there because they drop it off to you and you pay for it but it, it's organic this and that and they count your macros and all that kind of stuff yeah there's got to be some companies in vancouver for sure i personally don't use any of those yeah. but mm-hmm. um there's got to be some companies that can you can even structure your macros and be yeah. like i want this much protein this much carbohydrate fat all that good stuff you're gonna pay for it yeah it's, it's not like, gonna I, be cheap but yeah. i looked at one it was like 550 a week oh my for God. like like not a lot i'm like what and then another one was like i don't know like half that and i look like two guys with knives have you heard of those guys yeah, yeah. they're like i think they're the ogs of it so maybe they have the you know economies of scale and they're able to scale everything because they have they're like the first pioneers of it so they can you know they have more locations or whatever but it was, I was like, this is half the price. And the, the, the food options look good. I mean, because I want to find a place that's like kind of in that in the between because I'm not a big cook. And I want to be able to watch what I ingest and make sure I'm ingesting as healthy as a product as possible. But I just don't know enough myself. So I would gladly pay an expert to kind of create my fucking meal plan for at least, you know, 70% okay, of my chef. meals. Okay, private chef. Yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's convenience, if I want to, I want to marry those two things, convenience and health, you know what I mean? I don't want to go to the far end, where, which I have been doing, which is I Uber Eats fucking Asian food all the time. And I just found out recently that Japanese food is like full of sugar and that's why it's <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, oh. like teriyaki sauce, like, oh, yeah, like sure, yeah. all that shit. Like I'm like, I can now take, when I taste it, I'm like, this is sweet. And with sugar, correct me if I'm wrong, like you kind of like crave it. And then so you have one bite, that's good. And you're like, I need, no, I need more sugar, I need more sugar, I need more sugar. Yeah, like the, those over-the-top tasty foods make you want to eat more of them. Yeah. Um, so if you put like a sauce, so- I talked about sauce on a pasta versus just dry pasta. Yeah. Like you're going to eat way more of the sauced pasta. And also the sauce pasta has 
more calories in it, which is just kind of wild that more calories make you want to consume more calories. Yeah, exactly. Think about it that way. Like I was watching. Do you this eat dry pasta? No, fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Yeah, like, like a psycho? Holy <laughs> like, fuck! Keep talking about dry pasta. No, no, no. Um, so I was watching this. Have you guys seen that Man versus Food show that was on ages ago? I think so. Uh, okay, so this guy does eats. like food challenges. Yeah. yeah. So they, they brought out this kitchen sink. It was called the kitchen sink ice cream challenge. So Oof. it was literally in a kitchen sink. Oof. All of this ice cream. The dude is pounding this Oof. ice cream, okay? And he hits a wall. Like yeah. guy starts going purple, whatever. And then he goes. Purple? To, what? I don't know. Maybe like all the coldness or just like not actually. Okay. um, (laughs) Not relevant part of the story. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just imagining my guy going purple on TV. Um, So then he asked the server to bring him out a plate of extra salty, extra crunchy French fries. Okay. So they bring out the fries. He starts going bite for bite to change up the palate experience. And by eating the salty, crunchy French fries, it was probably an extra thousand calories or whatever. He was able to finish the ice cream. Wow. wow. So it's the buffet effect, right? When you go to a buffet, wow, you have buffet. so many options. It's delicious. Yeah. So but you're able to like start on something yeah. on a genre, cycle through a few, go back to the beginning again. Whereas if you just had the one genre, you wouldn't, you'd have enough and mm-hmm. you'd be like, yeah. I'm good. I'm done. So right? is that why like eating this, like just like a skinless chicken breast might be a good play because that's a good protein and it will fill you up fast. Well, yeah, you you want to make your food good, but just not like too good all the time, you know? Oh, but food is like, I've, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I, I, eating so is like- You have to make shitty food. Well, not <laughs> shitty food, but like your food can be tasty. You just don't, like if you're going to eat, if every meal is going to be a 10 out of 10 palate experience, mm-hmm. you're going to run into trouble from oh, yeah. a health perspective for sure. Yeah. But why is it, I've always asked myself like, why is all the stuff that we as humans love and crave so bad for so us. Bad for you, yeah. Like you would think that if, if we're craving something, like we we need affection as humans. We need a human touch and hugging and whatever. Those are craves or cravings that we have as human beings, which is our positive. But for food cravings, I feel that like, you know, we crave most of us anyway, will crave like sugary sweets or fucking whatever that are typically bad for you. Well, they're they're this is the evolutionary mismatch yeah. because they're bad for us in this current context where we have more than enough food availability oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in an old context when we didn't for the yeah. vast majority of our evolutionary history mm-hmm. those calories had meant survival yeah 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 yeah. so that's why we crave them it's like oh what that's salty okay that's fatty that's whatever that means life eat more do you think we'll ever get to a point where humans don't have to rely on their like evolutionary patterns that's such an interesting question. Like even I, to this day, we're still like, you know, our bodies think we need all this fat and whatever. It tastes so good because years ago we needed those kind of things. But do you think we'll ever get out of that? It's an amazing question. That's like the million dollar question. Right. I, I don't know. All I know is that it's going to take a lot more time than it's taken our, like, mm-hmm. up until this point. Yeah. And Wait, like, this is like a blip on the radar in our evolutionary history. <laughs> we'll be gone. We'll be gone by the time that happens. We will absolutely be gone. Yeah. yeah 100%. Dang. All right. Well, thank you for coming. How can people find you if they want to like get some training or some nutritional advice? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah. So my website is n1fitness.com. So N like nutrition, the number one in fitness. The podcast is by the same title, Instagram at n1fitness. Oh, I love it when it's consistent. Yeah. Right. It makes it easy to find whoever they're looking for. So it's N and the number one fitness.com. Yeah. And there's a podcast is named the same and you're... Instagram yeah, Fitness Podcast, yeah, and it's pretty much all the same. I think Facebook, I'm Marcus Sadu, but other than that, it's all... You're brown? Fitness. Yeah. What? I'm, my mom's white. 
Oh, and my dad. My dad was born in India. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Is, wow, you get surprised easy. Well, your yeah. last name is Prasad, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm Fijian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. But you're like, my dad's okay. from India. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow, it's like a brother. Brother in the house. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to a brand new episode. Thank you to our amazing guest markets for being on today. You can find us at our personals at Nolan Prasad and Akio Kaya. Don't forget to like us and thumb us at that did not like did not flow at all. He done this, he does the I outro know. every fucking weekend. Somehow fucked he fucks it up. I don't know. That's why we don't edit shit, so people know we're fallible. So you do the prep and the editing, and he doesn't. He has he has one job. He has like a (laughs) thirty second job, job. and he fucks it ninety percent of the time. But we still have him. Charm. That's That's your charm. charm. It's charm. Don't rule. Don't don't rule me into your errors. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on our. Ah, see what I mean? Fuck, man. You got it. Okay, just follow us. (laughs) (laughs) Just follow us at PNC underscore podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to thumb us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you okay. next week. Bye. Thanks for having me, guys. Pulling out the coop at the lot. Tony for a 12 for a swat. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I 